meditation. Loving Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to you for having blessed us with one more session of your study, even tonight. Let your holy presence and power give us such an amount of oneness and one spirit to meditate your word and to receive your mighty answer for all our petitions. Even today, there have been hundreds of souls longing to have the confirmation of their calling. They are wondering, what happened to my call? How sweetly my ministry started. How wonderfully my spiritual encounters began. How supernaturally my walk with God started in this world. But now I am stuck in between. I could neither go back nor forward. I am tormented with multitudes of my questions. God, if I could see you personally, I will pour out my heart. I will ask you a number of my questions. Where can I find you? Lord, we can find you in the Holy Scripture. We can find you through your anointing and Holy Spirit who will help us to know the facts and truths of our life. Even this night, I humble myself at your feet. Please open my heart, my spirit and my mouth, and also my eyes to behold the nature of your glory and the future of our life. Through your Holy Scripture, uttered and revealed by your Holy Spirit. Even now, Father, every single one's heart be united to know your will tonight. You will be with us. You will be guiding us. We fall at your feet, surrender our will to your will. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. In the mighty and matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we do humbly pray. Amen. Amen. It is such a great joy to be with you even tonight. Welcome to the study of his word. Let us quickly go into the subject. The portion which the Lord has put into my heart is recorded in Exodus chapter 5 verses 22 and 23. Exodus chapter 5 verses 22 and 23. It has been or it was a prayer of Moses to God. As you know in the Holy Scripture, 33:11 book of Exodus confirms, and Numbers chapter 12, verse 8, and Deuteronomy chapter 34, the last three verses. The Bible repeatedly confirms one great goodness of the calling of prophet Moses, which was, he was allowed to talk to God face to face as a man could speak to his own friend. It is something unbelievable, which is recorded in the Holy Scripture that a person not once or twice, more than 40 years of his life and ministry, was talking to the Almighty God face to face. He was able to speak to God. And there was a prophet in our village. His name was Sadhu Jesudas. Not in the exact village of mine, 
but in the same province. We used to go and visit him. And many a times, when people came with questions, he would immediately close his eyes for a single moment or he would go to the chamber of the church. He would always come out with an answer. One day, my friend's father was missing for three months. Nobody could find out where he was. Everyone had their own opinion. And even some of God's people said, he is dead or he won't come back and so many things which they spoke out of their own convictions. My friend went into his church. He didn't even say what he wanted. He was entering into the church weeping. Prophet Sadhu Jesudas was seeing him coming inside. And the great prophet understood the pain of this man. And he said, Pastor Subhumar, I know the agony of your prayer request. You have been worried about your missing father. Let me go and talk to the Lord Jesus and come back and find out where he is and what is in his mind. Can you believe he went into his personal prayer room? He came after some time and said, I happened to talk to God about your father. He said, your father is so fine. He is already returning. He will reach your home anytime. Be prepared to receive him. The same evening, the father came back. My sweet friends, we need prophets who can talk to God in a very close and friendly way. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. The Bible talks about it even in chapter 17, book of Genesis. If you read from verse 17 onwards, you cannot believe the way that the Lord himself coming down in a farm to meet Abraham the prophet. Genesis 27 says he was a prophet himself. God said, will I hide anything from Abraham? No. He is going to be a blessing to the whole world. I cannot hide anything from him. Amos 3, 7 also confirms that God is willing to share his heart with his prophets. He doesn't want to do anything without consulting or sharing with them. Anyway, today's subject is not that. Here, there was a petition prophet Moses was placing before God. And the way he speaks to God is something incredible. He said, God, why have you sent me? Why did you send me to this Pharaoh and to these people of your kingdom? Why did you send me? 13 book of Exodus. Did I not tell you? Send somebody. Send, send somebody. I am not a worthy man. I am not fit enough for your kingdom and for your holy calling. So, Father, I told you already. Send anyone of your will. Why do you send me? But the Lord convinced the prophet Moses that he would go. And if you read chapter 3, Verses 10 and 12, he said, Go, I am sending you to Pharaoh. I have remembered the covenant I made with my beloved chosen people, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
I have heard the sigh of the people of Israel by the oppression of the Egyptians. Go, I am sending you there that I will release them. You will bring them back to this mountain and you will worship the Lord over here. And God confirmed certain signs and wonders even right there at the burning bush. And also God did another two important things that we need to know. 314 book of Exodus, the Lord gave him a revelation about his name. Prophet Moses was asking God, Lord, if they ask me, who said to me, what will I say? May I know what's your name? Oh, it is something thrilling. Unbeatably, unbelievably, this incident is recorded in the Bible in a very simple way. He was asking the name of God. Can you just believe? A person could ask, what's your name, God? And God said, I'm going to share about my name, which I never revealed to your forefathers. I am that I am. I am is my name. I am sending you. I am the bearer of this particular name sending you right now. And chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, book of Exodus. God also revealed him his another secret name, Jehovah. Jehovah. Two important names of the triune God were revealed to one single person to make him happy and convinced. He said, I am that I am. And secondly, I am Jehovah. Can you just imagine two greater major names of God, the personal names of God, were revealed to this prophet just to convince him. And God sent him. But alas, his expectation was broken. The Bible says if you read Acts chapter 7, if you read from 23 to 32, it was a great conviction of Moses that he would be the deliverer of his people. If you read from 26 onwards, he will know that Moses was such a great man of valor man of all kinds of calibers and he was about to deliver his people one by one by protecting the individuals of Israel and the Bible says he said first could not bear fruits he was literally betrayed by his own people and he was so hurt there was a judgment pronounced he could not even save feud tens of people of his own people. He could not even save one person. Maybe he rescued one or two here and there, but he could not make a denotable deliverance. He was well-wisher of people of Israel, man of passion for their own deliverance. He thought it is simply possible that he could do something to deliver his people with his own might and knowledge, but he ultimately failed. It was in the deep part of his heart that he would one day do something for them. There is a golden opportunity. God himself came and said, I am going to support you. I'm coming with you. I'll be in your mouth. I'll speak. Even 3.12 and 4.12, our book of Exodus confirms it. He was so happy. He made his journey. The great aspiration of God's deliverance and ministry to be exhibited to his own people people whom he loved, people for whom 
he went through such a huge humiliation suffering in this world but they expected miracles they expected preaching they expected deliverances could not take place the way he expected and wanted he thought by his few miracles of performances and by few speech of deliverances Pharaoh will say okay his own people will be happy to follow him but he was so broken hearted he was very upset and verse 23 book of exodus chapter 5 the bible says he was literally debating with god god you have not rescued your people you have done nothing for them you have promised so much of list of miracles that you would perform through me and bring my people out but lord you have not done anything why did you do that why you did not answer my prayers why you did not do your will through me why you did not deliver the people of your choice and your own inheritance through me why why after i start preaching pharaoh is so irritated satan is oppressing them i see them with miserable things happening upon them they go through literal problems they are suffering more than before why did you send me why did you send me this evening i could hear the cries of so many prophets and apostles today with this question why did you send me lord to this place to this country to this people to this church to this ministry to this placement why did you send me i could not see anything happening i think i'm wasting my time i am not in the right position to perform a miracle i could not shake my house i could not shake my people i could not shake anything rather i am shaken now can you do something why did you send me this question really gripped my heart today i understood the holy spirit wanted me to share on this why did you send me my sweet friends they are all sent people into this world john chapter 20 verse 21 john chapter 17 verse 18 confirms that the lord the almighty the savior of this world the lord jesus christ sent us into this world and he says as my father sent me into this world i have sent you into this world i am sending you into this world as i am sent hallelujah and john chapter 1 verses 6 and 8 there was a man called john there was a man who was sent by god his name was john so john the baptist was sent by god sent into this world and malachi chapter 3 verse 1 mark chapter 1 verse 2 he was sent by god as an angel to prepare the pathway of the almighty the lord jesus christ before is coming into this world sent today you know you are a person sent into this world sent there are three levels of being sent into this world we belong to all three categories today according to my faith god sent as i once mentioned before in one of the studies 
we were all existing in the mind of god in the realm of god so many millions of years ago if you read a vision chapter 1 verse 4 we were chosen by god even before the foundation of this world and also it is confirmed in second timothy chapter 1 verse 9 and titus chapter 1 verse 3 it is repeated in some translation it comes under titus 1:4 anyway the subject is we have been chosen by god even before the foundations of this world we were somewhere in the mind in the realm of god before we have been sent into this world as john the baptist was sent we have been sent into this world can you believe that you are a person sent into this world and the lord jesus christ said as i was sent you have been sent into this world oh what a beautiful experience john chapter 10 verse 36 says oh lord you sanctified me and you sent me the lord jesus christ does not need a sanctification because he was born in flesh like you and me according to first timothy chapter 3 verse 16 he had to be born as a person into this world he had to go through the process of being conceived in in a in a belly of a woman or a virgin according to the gospel he is born of a virgin but we are born of the women that's the only difference anyway according to jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 jeremiah claims that according to the revelation he had god said to jeremiah i sanctified you even before you were born into this world God sent you and me into this world with a process. What has been the process? He sanctified us before we were sent into this world. Even though we are sinners, even though we are unrighteous people, there is one part of our system has been already sanctified before we are sent into this world. We are sent into this world in different times and seasons. You know something? We are sent into three levels of existence in this world god chooses the time of our entry god chooses the society of our entry god chooses the spiritual realm of our entry god is sending you sent us god has sent us into this world to perform certain things we are going to meditate today you are a sent man you are sent into your nation sent into your family maybe through your parents through your ancestors but you are a sent man through marriage you are sent into somebody's house through an employment you are sent into the offices through your ministry you are sent into the realms of this world my sweet friends god sends us into this world through human birth we are sent we are we are sent into this world as little children through our parents through the biological systems and orders god ordained for us we have been sent you must know something today about yourself you are a sent person what is the meaning of sent person if you read the bible says silovam means sent one according to john chapter 9 verses 7 onwards if you read 9 verse 7 it says silovam means sent one that's a hebrew word what about the greek word apostolos what is the meaning of apostolos sent ones sent ones mark chapter 6 verse 30 says the sent ones returned that is what in the original translation but in english it says the apostles returned but in real literal translation it is saying 
before the sent ones returned who were the sent ones the bible says if you read luke chapter 6 verse 13 god picked up 12 apostles individuals called disciples god named them apostles god gave them the name of pastors and mark chapter 3 verses 13 to 15 especially verse 14 the lord jesus says oh the holy scripture the holy scripture says he picked up 12 and called them to himself he chose them and called them to himself and he said i want you to be with me all the time and i am going to send you to the places where i supposed to go i am sending you to the different parts of the world because i am sending you because you are the sent ones your names will be called apostles hallelujah and john 13 16 he confirms that are the sent one are the sent ones are not greater than the sending one that is the lord himself what does it mean we are all sent so the apostles means sent ones god called them and sent them god chose them and sent them god anointed them and sent them god gave them names and sent them according to john chapter according to matthew chapter 10 verse 1 and 2 the bible says he called them and gave them power and authority over the sickness and demons and also mark chapter 3:13 to 15 once more the bible says he picked them up chose them and called them and filled them with a power and authority over the demonic oppressions and sicknesses god gave them mighty power to heal the sick people and to deliver the souls from the oppressions of the demonic powers and bondages anyway god sent them he named them and he sent them he called them and he sent them he blessed them and sent them Oh hallelujah he gave them commission and sent them he gave them orders and sent them according to Matthew chapter 10 if you read 4 to 8 he gave them the list of counseling and he commissioned them to go to certain places and homes and houses and he said go to the lost house of Israel i am sending you you received freely and you shall give freely you know something apostle means sent one there are two categories of apostles in this world one is called the chief apostles the bible says second corinthians chapter 11 verse 5 there were chief apostles we can count them to be 14 in total including matthias and saint paul one fell away from the grace now 13 stood together in the new testamental era they were all called the chief apostles greater pastors arch apostles apart from those apostles god also separated some more apostles how is it possible if we read ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 and 20 the bible says the lord built the church on the foundation of apostles and prophets you know something in the old testament even in new testament there have been 100 prophets mentioned in the holy scripture apart from those prophets there were not many prophets who have been counted in the history but what happened on the pentecostal day the bible says if you read acts chapter 2 verses 17 and 18 and if you read joel chapter 2 28 and 29 the bible clearly confirms that 
in the last days the holy spirit will come upon everyone and all flesh and the first miracle would be they will start prophesying the lord jesus wanted everyone to become their prophets same way god wants everyone to be a saint one or an apostle i don't mix up the concept of apostles who are the chief apostles who were to be 14 then minus 1 total 13 i talk about the apostolic anointing the apostolic mentorship the apostolic calling the apostolic authority even today it's hovering upon the entire body of jesus christ before the second coming of christ i believe every one of you will taste one portion one part of the apostolic power and authority hebrew chapter 3 verse 1 the bible says our lord jesus christ is called an apostle how can the savior be called an apostle because he was sent the bible says if you read psalm 40 verse 7 and 8 the bible clearly says oh lord i you, it is written about me in the book it is written about me in the book even hebrew chapter 10 verses 7 and 9 it is written about the same portion recorded once more in new testament lord it is written about me in the book my name is written my calling is written and my purpose is written the time of my birth is written it is all written in the book lord i am coming now i am coming down from a throne i am coming down from a glory it is written it is written I come to you Lord send me I come to you now that you'll be sending me into this world the Lord was sent out into this world hallelujah he sent his beloved son that way the Lord Jesus Christ was sent into this world sent into our hearts sent into our family to do his mission of salvation even today my friends you are a sent person hallelujah God sends you in different paths. I just paraphrase the sending in three ways. One is according to the Bible. He sent us into this world. We are now living into this world. Every day God sends us into the different realms of life, different categories, and one day we will end this world. God will send us out of this world. According to my understanding in scripture, it is Job chapter 10 verse 14 the bible says you will send him once the job is over you will send him away you know about prophet daniel the bible says daniel chapter 12 verse 9 he was having a curious question with the angel who was answering him repeatedly but the angel said daniel you can go now you can go your time is over i'm sending you you can take off now you can take off i'm sending you you can go to your own place in heaven i'm sending you he sent us into this world he is sending us every day to different fields and faculties at one point he will send us home so we are between the two categories of being sent into this world and to be sent into the heavenly home one day in this category what is happening the bible says if you read psalm 105 verse 
it is the word of the lord jesus the holy spirit about one particular man called joseph the bible says god sent him before bound he was sold when i was reading this portion i could not believe my own self for a while 105 book of psalms god sent joseph in front of his whole family into the land of egypt bound he was sold god used the passage a kind of a pathway for this great man to be sent into the different country he was a sold person god took away his free will sold i was talking to one of the families in rodrick island they were all the ministers of god over there when i was closing my eyes to pray for one particular man of god over there god showed me there was a shipwreck many years ago the ship supposed to go to eastern part of the world from one of the eastern side of africa the ship had a problem they had to alight in this unknown island and they got settled down there when i shared this revelation that man started crying and said yes my forefathers used to tell me there was a ship carrying certain people from eastern part of africa to some of the eastern countries like malaysia somewhere there was a shipwreck god brought us to this island without our own will sold some years ago i was reading a beautiful article about one of the great person in united kingdom his name was martin luther king i am so fascinated about him especially the talk of the junior i have a dream that really shook my heart number of times it is my one of it is one of my interest to listen to his speech once a while and the history was talking about them. the ancestors of martin luther was a soldered family they were living somewhere in african continent one day one particular slave company came they just bought over the entire family and the family was sent on a long voyage so brutal discomforted all kinds of miserable things they suffered on the way they lost their hope they had no idea whether they would reach or not they were bound they were sold many a times god sent us into a situation as a sold people sold out god puts or takes away our free will it is something so painful many a times one day one woman said she is a physiotherapist brother john i was in one of the far away countries somehow by mistake i signed for 3 years contract usually they would sign only for one year i don't know what happened to me i was out of my senses for a while i just signed for 3 years i was into that country no leaves were given for me 3 years i was sold out to serve in one of the deserted part of the world and at one point i realized i will not leave this place unless i die only my spirit will leave this place because i know about my employers i understood they would never spare me 
they were really loading work upon work they forced me to do non ethical things things which were not meant for my education to do but one day jesus told me my daughter you are here for this one particular family the family who needs god's love the family which is bound over here for generations through unethical marriages they have been brought out from different parts of the world one particular rich family abusing them having them they're all in shelters you have to bring the gospel to them her eyes were opened and the compassion of the lord flowed through her and almost everyone fell ill at one point they were all sent into her particular clinic for personal touch and she was moving in compassion bringing the gospel to them hundreds were believe hundreds were saved and knowing their unknowingly they are still believers in the kingdom of god my sweet friends god sends us bound he was sent the bible even says about the lord jesus christ john chapter 18 verse 34 he was sent bound i really shed tears how can the lord jesus christ be bound he was bound and sent and this particular pilot sent the lord jesus christ bound to heaven he was taken bound my sweet friends are you bound by your problems are you bound in a marital affairs you don't know how to get out of your own commitment or responsibility are you so worried that how can i live with this wife so long how can i go in this marital bondage what is this what's happening in my life but first corinthians first corinthians chapter 7 if you read 27 to 39 the bible talks about especially verse 27 and verse 39 and verse 29 and 37 sorry the bible clearly says if you are bound with your wife do not try to run away from her you are bound we got different types of binding this world i come back to the most popular american family they were sold out they lost their wealth and they were settled on one part of united states there was poverty there was poverty they didn't know what to do they started moving from state to state one day god remembered them they became the souls of the liberation of the african citizens in the united states my sweet friends god has sent you bound you are a bound person today maritally socially financially spiritually you may be a bound person you don't know how to get rid of your tie-ups maybe you are bound with your old mother you have no freedom to do whatever you want to do because of your old parents you're bound god sent you bound you are in your family you are in your church you are in your business you are in your employment bound you are a bound person but still you are a sent person glory be to god my sweet friends the consolation is you are an apostle today i differentiate between the three sorry two categories of the apostleship one is the chief apostles the founding apostles one who revealed one who received the lord jesus 
in a different way with a revelation on him everyone received jesus but they received with a kind of a revelation they received god's word with a the revelation they received the commission with a the revelation they received the word of god with such a great power and authority empowered over them now you are in the category of an apostle may not be comparable to the chief of pastors but you are surely in the shoes of a pastor because you are a sent person you are an apostle to your family you are an apostle to your business it's all in the business field you are an apostle to the broken hearted you are sent if you are a sent person which means you are an apostle are you sent yes you are sent are you sent to your society yes are you sent to your ethnic people yes are you sent to the season of time you are living yes you are sent god always sends people for few special biblical reasons one is the bible says if you read genesis chapter 45 7 and 8 it's a statement of joseph himself he said god sent me before that i can keep you alive in the time of a great disaster my friends before the disaster comes god sends you if you are there somewhere which means there is going to be disaster through you god is willing to save certain amount of people and bible says if you read luke chapter 10 verse 1 god sent his apostles in front of him wherever he wanted to go he sent them in front which means what he wants to visit your family so he sent you in advance he wants to visit your society he sent you in advance he wants to visit your church he sent you in advance god is willing to visit his people he wants to do something for them before that god always sends his people in advance the moment you are there you be sure christ is following you he is coming behind you he is next to you hallelujah to bless your family my sweet friends my family was bound with witchcraft powers many years ago the year 1987 the day may 7 the lord jesus touched me and i was born again i was born again in a huge gathering of a crusade in chennai city on a beach called marina beach almost 200000 people were there but the lord jesus christ spoke to me of salvation i came to the friend crying out god touched me with the word of salvation through dr john solomon a great evangelist i came run i went running to the platform just to show that i am willing to accept the lord jesus i could not approach the preacher because the crowd was too much but i clinged on to god i said father i am your child from tonight and please come with me i went into my house which was bound by different types of powers of darkness and you know something the same night without me even praying and knowing all the demons ran away we received a letter from the witch doctor few days later he sent a beautiful letter saying on this particular day 7th of may midnight the demons all the evil demons i sent against you the letter was addressed to my father sent against you and your family they all returned with a report that 
the Lord Jesus Christ has entered into the house so they could never accommodate themselves over there. There is fire everywhere. So they returned. And the witch doctor also confessed. He said, I'm so sorry. I was bribed. I was paid to destroy your family by sending evil powers. I apologize for this great mistake I made. I would never ever do that again. Please forgive me. The letter opened eyes of all the family members of mine. They were all shocked. And the Holy Spirit came upon everyone one after the other. Within three years from then, God set us free from every kind of a struggle we had. God anointed everyone in the family members. Everyone received the Holy Spirit. And we are all preaching the gospel today. Hallelujah. He sent you first into your family. He sent you first into your business. He sent you first into the realm that there are hundreds having no hope in this world. Hallelujah. We are living in COVID time. The whole world is tilted. It's twisting in the other way around. The whole world is in great confusion. Sometimes I happen to hear the preacher speaking for my own edification. Now I could see the fear on the faces of the preachers even. They talk more about COVID than about the word of God. I'm not finding any fault with them. The situation is that way. But you know something. God has already sent us into this world. <clears throat> confirming that I'm following you. I'm following you. I was reading one of the interesting articles about a great scientist. You all know this story very well. So I just brief it, not taking much details of it. There was a wonderful scientist who was very popular by his knowledge. He had a classmate who failed repeatedly in academic courses and he finally became the personal driver of this particular scientist. He was very much jealous of this man who was having such a great fame and wherever he went, he was welcomed. And he one day said, you are always given a greater honor but I am not even respected because I am just a driver. And this kind-hearted scientist said, it's okay, no problem. I'm going to another city tomorrow. People are not knowing me much on my face, about, much by face. They know only my name. So do one thing. I'm going to make a paper presentation tomorrow. Please come with me. I will be your driver. You have a kind of a appearance of a scientist, just have better clothes and have a long robe type of coat and take all my papers in your hand. You have to just read it in the small conference and that's it. You'll be honored tomorrow. And this driver fellow was so excited and happy. He was keeping the written papers with him and they entered into the little conference hall. He just stood up with a great applause welcoming him and he was given a lot of exciting titles added upon him and he started reading the papers written by the real scientists almost half an hour oh in between people are having a real crackdown of clapping of their hands they could not even allow him to go to the next paragraph in a speedy way there were a lot of breaks in between because the people appreciated they were even standing up in between to clap hands to welcome the new theories at the end of the reading, one reporter stood up from the crowd. He asked a small doubt on one of the passages read by this writer. 
sir can you explain the meaning and the reason for this particular statement and the driver started sweating and shivering he didn't know what to do he could only read not explain them because he was not author of it but somehow the wisdom helped him he said oh this is such a silly and small question even my driver can answer for it let me retire for now the rest my driver will even take care that's it the real scientist stood up from one of the rows he went to the friend people thought he was just a driver he started answering for all their questions they were astonished he said wow what a great scientist he is even his driver is having such a great importation importation of his knowledge they were also thrilled and excited the same way god is going to do if he has sent you somewhere in midst of your agnostic friends in midst of your atheistic friends in midst of your abusing friends he already sent you but even he sends he does with a complicated role he says if you read luke chapter 10 verse 3 i am sending you as sheep into wolf it's a bit shivering portion it's not a comfortable promise it is not a welcomable kind of a statement by god himself i am sending you john i am sending you emmanuel i am sending you samuel into wolves can you imagine <laughs> god is saying i am sending you into wolf can you imagine wolf is the shelter is the place where the sheep is sent can a sheep comfortably go and stay among the wolves matthew chapter 7 verse 15 says the false prophets they are wolves false prophets and john 10 12 says and also 20 29 book of acts the bible clearly says some people will come against the church some will come from the church like wolves they will not spare a sheep they will be so vulturous they will be so scavengers they will be thirsty and hungry for the blood of the, the real sheep which is in the church my sweet friends not only that the bible says if you read 49:27 book of genesis benjamin was a devouring wolf i was shocked to read this portion then i understood that even among the chosen people you may happen to go through wolves they may call themselves people of god they might be praying they might be doing all sorts of things in this world still you may have to see them in different way at one point of your life my sweet friends benjamin was a devouring wolf one day there was a great man called pp job he was one of the founders of tortured for christ indian chapter i love him so much when he was a young boy he was traveling in to sorry he was traveling to one of the arabian countries for preaching the gospel and there was an european also accidentally visiting that arabian country and they were together in one or two sessions and the particular european speaker was having a talk and chat with all the young people who were visiting the arabian country from different parts of the world for preaching the gospel he casually asked somebody what is your program tomorrow he said i have full day shopping tomorrow what shopping he had a very huge list 
the list was talking about watches and sarees and all sorts of things no this is a huge list my wife has sent to me i have to do it and several types of people happened to meet but this particular european preacher was astonished at the life of pp job he had the thinnest manipulators ever had he was always on his knees and praying for souls praying for the kings praying for the nobles and whenever the european saw him he was only in prayer and finally speaking he could not even go and buy a shirt for himself he was totally tied up in meditation and preaching the gospel pp job and this european preacher was moved he took out a checkbook of 100 leaves i suppose huge checkbook every leaf was signed he said sir i want to honor you you are from a needy country your family would be needs he never seen you going anywhere for any of your personal interest this is my humble request please accept the checkbook take it home whenever you have a need don't consult with me blindly fill up the amount and you can use the check i know this will be sufficient for you pp job said sir please forgive me i am not authorized to do this i depend on god for every morsel of my bread this check book will spoil my faith please take it back the lord will bless you the european preacher could not believe it it so happened after several years maybe around 10 15 years one day the european preacher happened to meet richard umbrand who was a great man of torture for christ the author of the ministry called torture for christ he was the founder of the particular mission i love him so i met and i didn't meet him privately but i saw him in india when he came to india several years ago just by looking at him i could feel the power and presence of god filling my life i was there in his program i was hearing to his voice full of love and power of power of god the whole crowd was filled with tears and with the commitment of god's love anyway come to the story and richard umbrand said i need somebody to do my ministry which is god given in the great land of india do you know any faithful person i can trust him with such a great amount of wealth and ministry that it can be well used and utilized and the european preacher said yes i know one fellow his name is pp joe he even returned the checkbook to me you can trust in him hallelujah my sweet friends we may go through number of wolves in the realms of false prophetic world but not everyone god will show you the right person at the right time hallelujah 22 27 book of ezekiel the bible says even the princes in israel they were all like wolves and bible says if you read zephaniah chapter 3 verse 3 even the judges they were like wolves we see lot of judging people in this world judicial people having their own ways of their lives and habakkuk chapter 1 verse 8 says oh the heathen people the people who do not know christ they are like wolves in this world my sweet friends when you go to school not all will appreciate you 
there will be some wolves to bite over they will not spare your bones they will write accusations against you they will speak ill about you they will talk all nonsense about you when you do ministry there will be wolves because jesus said i am sending you as a sheep into wolves you are going to the wolves not one or two hundreds but still what is assurance we are having the lord jesus said very comfortably in his beautiful prayer that he made for you and me on the last day of his life in this world if you read the 17th chapter book of john if you read from 15 the bible clearly says he was making a petition to god god i'm sending them into this world preserve them preserve them let me die let them not die keep them alive safe 613 book of matthew even in the prayer he taught us keep us away from all the evils of this world the lord said to jehovah father lord don't take them out of this world but keep them safe in this world don't take them out of the northeast keep them safe in the northeast don't take them out of the country keep them safe in the country don't take them out of this ministry keep them safe in ministry keep them safe when david livingston was sent into africa everyone said he will never come back hundreds of cannibals in the place where he was sent and you know something in the history of david livingston several years he was missing in the sense there were there were no letters from him people thought he was gone and finished there was a reporter from new york times from united states he took a ship came down all the way to collect reports about david livingston and he found him his particular writings about david livingston is recorded in one of his movies and the reporter said i never thought the cannibals can become such a people of love and compassion he was well taken care and well treated he returned to new york with a report after the publication of his reports in the newspaper his reporter could not be in united states anymore he returned to be with brother david livingston my sweet friends god is sending you to the wolves people having the heart of wolves teeth of wolves hooves of wolves they will be doing anything against you but the holy spirit shall be with you how is he going to be with you if you read 434 book of john the lord who sent one is having the word of god the holy spirit has given him his power and anointing without limits unlimitedly the lord has filled you to take over his commission upon this world maybe your own family members are like wolves biting you taking your properties taking your strength and attention taking your mental peace but you should not forget one thing were sent person god did not send you and forsake you if you read judge chapter 6 from 12 to 14 have you not the one who is sending you i will be with you multi man of valor i will be with you the lord is with you 
glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The power of God is filling the entire ambience right now. He confirms that you are a sent person to this family, to this harbor, to this dark season, to this uncertain period of time. The politically, socially, economically, the whole world is crushed and having no hope. But still, in the midst of the wolves, you are a sheep sent by God. Hallelujah. You are sent by God. You are an apostle to your atmosphere. Apostle to this little family. Yes. How do you know that you are an apostle? The Bible clearly says about apostles. Some of the symbols of apostles we can see in the Holy Scripture. If you read 1 Corinthians chapter 4, if you read from 9 to 13, the Bible says that God many a times treated the apostles to be the least of all. They were counted for death and they went through dishonors, scarcity, poverty, all kinds of limitations. They went through all kinds of simplicity and humiliation. God allowed them to go through. They were such anointed people. They were having to go through such a humiliation. They didn't know what to do. They understood their calling. Second Corinthians chapter 6, from 8, 9 and 10, the Bible once again talks about even though we are considered wrong people, we are right before God and men. Even though we are considered unrighteous, we are righteous. Even though we are considered unknown, we are yet known people. Even though we are considered dead, we are still alive. Even though we are considered poor, we are making many people rich. When you go through the reasonless humiliation and simplicity and limitations of your life, you be sure there is a touch of an apostle upon your life. You have a kind of an apostolic move in your life. God is going to use you mightily. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. In patience, in endurance, in all humbleness, with signs and wonders, God proved that we are the apostles. 13 and 14 verses say, even though we are loved extremely less, we love you all more. And 1 Corinthians chapter 4 again, he says, we are working very hard. We are working very hard. Our labor is too much. We are restless. We are all, sorry, we are not taking rest. We are always laboring for something, for someone. My friends, do you go through such a hard labor? For somebody's welfare, it is so simply understood. You have the apostolic move, apostolic touch upon your life. I am sure in my spirit, God calls you to an apostle, not only to suffer, but also to exhibit the power and authority of God. What is going to happen from today? God will confirm that you are his apostle through a supernatural power exhibited upon your life. Hallelujah. Yes. The Bible says if you read 1.8 of the book of John, John was born into this world, sent into this world to, be, to bear witness. Bear witness. Acts 1.8 says, you shall be witnesses around the world. What is that witness? If you read 2.32, book of Acts, and also 3.15, and also 4.33, and also 5.32, 
all these verses clearly say they were bearing witness for the power of the resurrection of god god wanted to prove his existence is the resurrection to the apostles hallelujah he wants to prove to this world that he is still alive he is still alive he wants to tell the world that he is still a person who is never overcome by the powers of death and hades he wants to prove to this world he is the one who overcomes he is the living god you are going to be witness in your entire atmosphere and situation that you are you are god god whom you serve he is still alive your parents will say oh your faith is true your god is alive and your friends will say your god is alive and your relatives will say your god is alive dale moody had three friends they never got saved three or four friends never got saved he was praying for him every day but they never got saved and he said lord before i leave this world i want to see my friend saved when he was declared to be dead friends learned the news about his departure they came running to the grave it's a it's a true incident a few minutes before the burial few minutes before they closed the coffin the priest said behold the face of this great man at last once and the friends came they were gazing they were looking at the blazing glittering shining face of this great man and there was a kind of a light which was shining upon the face of dl moody i don't know whether others watched or not this four fellows they could understand the glory of god sitting upon the face of this man that few seconds of the watch over the flawless face of this great man did something in their hearts the spirit of the lord took that opportunity they were convicted and convinced they threw themselves on the ground just at the grave started lamenting and screaming and crying they said we want the god of this man god of our friend dear buddy before the great funeral service was over all these four friends became mighty converts of the lord's kingdom they committed themselves to serve god not only to accept jesus but also to preach the gospel my sweet friends if you are saved if you are sent into your family you be sure your family is already saved no one shall go to hell i declare with my faith according to god's love your family will never go to hell you are already sent into this world before that they shall be well preserved and saved and you will be mightily blessed by the lord the signs and wonders following you from this night and also luke chapter 10 verse 2 the lord said i am sending you for the god harvest harvest is plenty if you read matthew 9:38 and mark 4:29 he said i am sending you for a great ministry of harvest my sweet friends there is a harvest waiting for you do you believe in it yes he is not going to send you to sow all the time 
there is a harvest waiting for you hallelujah there is a harvest for your labor for your preaching for your prayers waiting for you you are an apostle you will see the harvest of god you will never leave this world without a reward given to you the lord will bless you there is a harvest waiting for you do you believe in it i believe in it i promise you the financial harvest and the social harvest and the spiritual harvest waiting for you in an unmatchable way since you are an apostle you already treaded on different parts of the world you touched you preached you prayed now you are sent into the harvest there was a great man called samuel ezekiel a great man in one of the northern part of india he was once staying in one of the villages for a night stay there were some kids poor children also staying with him in one of those poor accommodations and he was so much moved by the love of god he started playing his guitar and singing some small choruses for the children they were so excited to learn songs they were sitting the whole night and singing songs along with him that's what he could do and almost 20 years later he received a letter from the same village sir please come and bless our church we want to host you when he was there to welcome him they sang the same songs they learned almost 20 years ago in the midnight in the particular haunted school compound then one of them said sir we lost in, we, we lost your contacts but we always remembered your name and the songs that you sang we were singing every day one day we found out jesus we are all the ministers of god these many hundreds of churches we have planted we were moved in our heart to invite you to let you see the harvest for your hard labor my sweet friends you already sown enough you sown your life enough you sown your tears enough you sown your wealth enough but 2021 is the year of harvest for you you are an apostle to reap the harvest hallelujah when you say apostle you shouldn't think that you are going to become a full time apostle and become a minister of god overnight no 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 i mean the different aspect of an apostleship which we need to have in this world my sweet friends i am going to take you to the final aspect of this apostle and i want to pray for all of you when i pray this night you have to join with me in prayer saying god i want this apostolic touch and anointing so that i can live among the wolves i can be a person of harvest i can be sent before you wherever you want to visit whatever the countries you want to put the fire of revival upon the nations wherever you want to send your fire send me there wherever you want to send your holy spirit send me there wherever you want to meet your people send me there wherever you want to do some great wonders miracles send me there and isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 prophet isaiah was crying to god send me send me lord whom shall i send whom shall i send who will go for my work and the lord was asking the question the whole temple was shivering and shaking by the thunderous voice of the almighty god 
Immediately Isaiah said, Send me, here I am, send me, Lord. Then it was pleasing unto the Lord to send him. My sweet friends, God already sent us into this world. He is going to send us away from this world very soon, one day. We are in between two callings. We are already sent. We are going to be sent away to heaven one day. In between, God wants us to be sent into different columns of our life, into different realms of our life. And he is going to be with us when he is sent us. Today, God will give you the wisdom and knowledge how important you are, your presence into different categories of life. And I'm going to conclude with one aspect today. If you read the Holy Scripture from 10, Romans chapter 10, from 14 to 15, the Bible clearly says, Apostles, in Greek Bible if you read, if no one is sent, who will preach? Who will preach? If no one is sent, who is preach? Who will preach? Unless you are sent, unless somebody is sent, who will preach? If nobody preaches, how will the people hear the gospel? If they don't hear the gospel, how they will believe? If they don't believe, how they will worship God? In Greek Bible it says, if there is not an apostle, then who will preach? Anyone who is sent to share the gospel is called an apostle in this particular aspect. Today you are sent. That's why St. Paul says, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. If you read from 15 to 16, if I don't preach the gospel, it's really miserable unto me. Oh, unto me if I don't preach the gospel. And finally he says, if you read from 19 to 22, I became weak to preach unto the weak people. I became a slave to evangelize the slaves. I became a person of no importance to reach out to people of no importance. I humbled myself. I became all to all to carry out this gospel to this broken-hearted people. My sweet friends, your whole life is going to become a gospel. You are sent today into this world. Every day God is sending you to school, to office, to houses, to places, to the banks. Sometimes you are sent bound. You are sent with compulsion. You are sent with no way out. When you have the revelation of God, you will know, I go, I am sent with the direction of God, with the commission of God, not with the compulsions of this world, but with the commissions of this world. Then God will confirm your word with signs and wonders. And God will build a church upon you. Yes, my friends. Except the great 13 apostles of the New Testament. There are so many mighty apostles living today in this world. You know so many apostles even serving the Lord with might and wonders. But along with them, there are another millions of apostles who really carry out the calling of God being sent out into this world. I just finished with a very small example. There was a great man called William Carey. After his school studies, he had to be in his father's business or his family business to be a cobbler. He had a great passion for 
this Indian nation by readings about the needs of India. He established a missionary movement and he wanted to send somebody. He was advertising for more than two years that please let somebody go to India. I will sponsor them, support them. In the third year, he was so disappointed, kneeling down and crying to God. What shall I do? Nobody's willing to go. Then God said, you go. I am sending you. That word could not be resisted anymore. He obeyed the word and he writes like this. I was praying for God to send somebody without knowing that I was that somebody. Hallelujah. When you pray for a community with a burdensome heart, with a heart of burden and petitions, one day God will send you there. Are you crying for your people? Are you worried about the nations? Are you disturbed about what's happening in this world today? If it is so, you are going to be sent very soon into the same calling, same level of need to be provided through you. You will be sent into the day, in the days to come, different platforms, different heights of the realms of people. I am promising you, in the presence of God, right now, God really removes your chains and removes your bands that you shall be sent into the realms of God, sent into the societies of people, sent into the families, sent into nations. The Bible says if you read 66, 19 book of Isaiah, I'll send my people to the faraway places. I will send them. I will send them. He is going to send you to unknown places different places, hallelujah, unusual places, to the unusual people to save and deliver them. Even today, we are sent every day into the human society. You have been sent into this world and you'll be sent out to heaven one day from this world. In between, you are an apostle being sent by God into different levels and realms of human society to bring the love and power of God to this world, to have a harvest. Shall I pray for you? We shall all pray together. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you for your words spoken. Thank you for the assurance given to us that we are all sent people. We are sent into a family life, sent into a shop, sent into a little business, sent into school and colleges, sent into our nation, sent into this century, sent into this decade, sent into this COVID period, sent into different parts of the world, sent into this particular heartless community through marriage or through employment or through different contracts of our life. We have been sent like sheep into wolves. We have been sent to reap the harvest. We have been sent by you, Lord, even today. Since you have sent us, we have a great assurance of your presence. I want you, Lord, to protect my children. I request you to protect everyone amongst the wolves. Let them be safe. Let them be secured. Let them be protected. Let them be pulled out from the teeth of the devouring wolves. Preserve them from the sicknesses, from the disease, from poverty. Even though you allow them to go through such an experience to confirm their apostolic calling upon their life.
they go through different levels of humiliations just to let them know you are leading them through the path and anointing and calling of our pastor they cannot be always stuck with that they must come out they must be out of all those i just bring them out with your name with your power that they shall exhibit the power of god to the broken hearted keep them in a pastor wherever they are in their own levels of calling bless the master they are sent out thank you lord for that assurance given to them they will not end up with a question why did you send me lord they must never ask like moses why did you send me to this family why did you send me to this particular atmosphere why did you send me to this world they must rejoice saying thank you for having sent me father into this world into this situation thank you for being with me bringing me out with the harvest and i will be sent out on this world one day into the heavenly realms we give you glory honor and praise bless them mightily today make them your pastors in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ i do humbly pray and bring the blessings of god upon everyone amen 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 may the lord richly bless you and be with you and confirm his calling upon your life and we shall meet by next week by his grace good night